This is Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab, with your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 134, what I learned from a journey of over 12 million steps. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode. For a dedicated athlete, an active 20-something, or a fit individual, walking a minimum of 10,000 steps a day, every day for almost three years, eh, that might seem like a walk in the park, piece of cake, daily workout. For someone like me, let's call it three decades older, with a few ancient injuries, a lot more wear and tear on the body, Walking roughly the equivalent of 7 to 8 kilometers a day, maybe even 10 kilometers a day, is certainly a pipe dream. But ladies and gentlemen, stranger things have actually happened. For me, March 3rd, 2020, it looked like this. A thousand days. 11.5 million steps later. Mission accomplished. I'll leave a link in the show notes to an article I had written about that. The other day I decided that I would share that article, or I would share my story, in a podcast this podcast. It's now 70 days later. I'm at 12.3 million steps. Now, although the aches and pains and the arthritis is still there, the experience is still and continues to be transformational. Now, people have said to me, Greg, you know, walking doesn't guarantee fine health. And I agree, but it's certainly a start. I'm about the size I was back in university. Okay, older. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. I have shed 20 plus pounds, I've dropped about three waist sizes, but more importantly, I feel much better. I feel much better about myself. Beyond the fitness, walking has actually helped me become more productive, not to mention meeting some great people along the way. Now this whole thing started back um, mid-2017. I was feeling crummy, somewhat run down, out of shape, and I thought, Greg, you got to do something about it. But what? I've always liked to walk. So that, eh, pardon the pun, seemed like a really good first step. So at the time, I obtained my first fitness tracker. I've since rewarded myself with first a Fitbit Charge 2 HR, and now, of course, the Fitbit Charge 3. And I would set out on my daily quest. Now, earlier on, I shared my humble beginnings in an article, again, Troy Media article, and also in a podcast, episode 90. And I'll leave links in the show notes to those. Truthfully, at first, it was a struggle. 6,000 steps was really pushing it. 8,000 was a struggle. 10,000 for me was a pipe dream. But I then quickly discovered, beyond upping my fitness game, walking gave me other things, particularly time to think. I also discovered that as a facilitator and a trainer and a speaker, that walking, (laughs) great opportunity to practice my speeches, and also as an avid podcaster, and I love podcasts, It gave me an opportunity to listen to podcasts, not to mention passing the time. Before I knew it, I started having regular walking meetings with my friends and colleagues, of course, before stopping for that necessary caffeine boost at Starbucks. Now, to keep me going, I found it necessary to just to put it out there, to let the world know what I was doing. Some people were amazed. The fact that anything could get me out from behind that keyboard was incredible. But truthfully, most people were quite encouraging. Now, a funny thing happens when you put things out there. Up until about mid-March, that's when all this COVID-19 pretty much shut down things, 
I would run into people or talk to people. And instead of saying, hey, Greg, how's it going, et cetera, et cetera, they would be greeting me with, hey, Greg, how many steps have you done today? Or have you done your 10,000 steps yet? Or I'm at 5,600 steps. Where are you at? I even continued to share my quest with people I don't even know. Perhaps it may have had something to do with the fact that they'd be looking at me funny. I'd be parading up and down the aisles at Safeway at 10 o'clock at night or around the bay or even at the airport or up and down the stairs at the hospital or perhaps in office buildings. (laughs) And for the longest time, I was amazed as to how many other people wear a Fitbit and how many other people count their steps. I've even gone as far as noticing people on TV that wear them. Okay, I'm a bit of a geek. Now, of course, since this world-changing pandemic, right now, I'm doing most of my walking in and around my neighborhood. Of course, yes, I'm adhering to social distancing guidelines, and then some. But I have to admit, most days, and I really miss those days, most of my steps were taken indoors, especially in the wintertime when it's blistering cold. They were taken at a nearby mall near to my home. It's Southgate Center in Edmonton. And it wasn't unusual to see other people walking or groups of people doing Tai Chi before the store opens. It was a fairly active mall even before that time. Walking the mall every day, you get to know every single nook and cranny of the building. You also get to know which stores are where and where they're moving and new ones coming in and other ones leaving. I also found myself using my credit card a little bit more, especially if I was there after store opening. I even connected with the good folks at Southgate who were happy to hear about my little quest for walking. In fact, they're always pretty quick to react and respond to my likes and shared my social media posts, especially when I tagged them. Another benefit of walking is meeting people, meeting some really interesting people. I've come across a few where I've tried to engage in conversation, but they'd rather just ignore me. A few would maybe perhaps smile or just a little smirk and then move on. Others are really open to to sharing their stories and how determined and how persistent many of them are in overcoming their adversities. In fact, there's one senior who walks every single day with his walker. He takes such pride in his presence that he wears a suit each day. And when I asked him, do you get dressed up to come to the mall? He said, absolutely. He took pride in that. Another individual shared with me of how he had a workplace incident years ago. And for him, He walks with great difficulty, but he needed to walk to keep his joints from stiffening up. There was another gentleman who I never did get a chance to speak with, and it was obvious that he had suffered a stroke. But every day, he would walk slowly but surely. I would walk all around the mall, and I would come back, and he would still be on that wing. Slowly but surely, he had one arm in a sling and the other dragging a cane. (laughs) How can you not be inspired by that? In fact, I thought quite often that the barriers that I needed to overcome seemed almost insignificant compared to them. But admittedly, still, some days, 10,000 steps, it can still be tough. But I just kept envisioning the prize, smiling, being happy, feeling good. And that means not giving up, whether it's late at night or it's venturing out in sub-zero weather to reach that goal. Now, to help me along, I continued to incorporate the wisdom of an incredible lady named Dr. Joanne Del Cutter. She's a marathon speaker, a Crestcom facility member, an author, a leading sports psychologist, and she coined the term or the phrase, imagination is realization. Now, the idea is simple, but yet effective. 
The basic idea is that when you feel you're at a point where you just can't make it, it's to transport yourself back to a time when you were successful. Visualize that time. Visualize what you did. Visualize what happened and what you did to achieve your success or to overcome that obstacle. And that would give you the energy to persevere. And it works. So now when I falter or struggle to get to that 10,000 steps a day, I follow Dr. Del Cutter's advice. I think back to the few times that I actually did over 22,000 steps a day. If you think about it, at that point, 10,000 steps, less than half of the 22,000, that's a piece of cake. Now, as I closed into this seemingly unattainable milestone, some folks thought my continued quest was quite inspiring. They say, oh, Greg, that's inspiring, or I really admire your persistence. While others <laughs> would unknowingly quote former Beatle John Lennon when he would sing, people think I'm crazy doing what I'm doing. When he was just watching the wheels go round and round. Yeah, they thought I was just a little bit nuts. The truth is, whatever people think, fine with me. But either way, you know what? I'm glad that they actually took the time to notice. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this journey has not only helped me get fit, it's also helped me focus more. It encourages me to remember that we can accomplish great things if we simply put our mind to it. Now, that's something that, of course, we often hear, but how often do we really put that into practice? And finally, those new friends we meet along the way is also a great way to help us encourage each other, regardless of what paths we're on. So how long will I go? You're probably asking. I originally thought, as long as I can, although the double hernia operation I've been waiting for since August is right around the corner, and that will likely put an end to a streak. Ancient philosopher Lao Tzu once said, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And how oh so true that is. As we find ourselves in unprecedented times, I'll ask you the question. When will you take your first step towards a better life? This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.